Hi, Em. How are you? Doing well. How are you this week? Great. Another week. Roll intro. Hi, and thank you for tuning in to A Pair of Carrots podcast, giving an unsparing critique of One Direction. I'm Em. And I'm Kay, and in today's episode, we will be talking about some of the problematic moments of One Direction history, but before we go any further, we'd like to thank today's sponsor. This sponsor is water. Water is an essential element for life and health, and generally makes everything better. This is your daily reminder to drink some water. And also your daily reminder that not everyone has access to clean drinking water, even though it's a basic human right. Okay, so to call back to our one of our first episodes about One Direction in the summer of 2020, we are going back even further to discuss often ignored problematic moments or parts of One Direction's history. I thought we could spend some time basically just talking through some of the things, um, some of the major issues and moments that like throughout their time period that like sometimes they talked about, sometimes are just kind of ignored. Um, but times that One Direction has been problematic in a way, shape or form. I was thinking like timeline wise of when um, they were very young and one of the first things, even though I feel like One Direction was known for being a relatively feminist boy band, um, I wanted to talk about the ways in which we saw a little bit of young sexism from them. Um, did you have any opening thoughts on that? I think during that era, you had so many One Direction fans who had to like first say, I'm a feminist who likes One Direction. Um, and it was just really, really important for us, for like for us, I will include myself to be like, no, 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 no. I understand critical thinking and I still like this band. Like I think there's like a, there's a Twitter, like a Tumblr account called Feminist Direction. It was, <laughs> it was really funny. Um, I, I don't know, like it was, and maybe this is where like sh- um, shipping was such, why why shipping was um, such like a huge part of One Direction because um, like like we it, it seemed as though like in those like we vehemently like refu- like disliked whenever any radio interviewer asked them about their dating lives um, about whether or not they would date fans we're like no 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 just talk about how much they love each other <laughs> right we're like. Let's not talk about the objectification of women. Let's just keep them on each other. That's it. Um, and I, I think, um, I mean, like, other than like the, the the girls we saw them dating, all just kind of being like the same type of people, like very skinny, very like um, Western ideas of pretty and beautiful. Um, and uh, like, whenever they were asked questions of like who of like who, what they looked for, like being beautiful was like the number one, you know, thing. And I, I don't know, it was like, I guess I just, I, I think maybe the aspect of One Direction I paid attention to was just like so like OT5 or bust that like we just, we were just too old to like participate in like one, in like one, like uh, understanding One Direction to be like potential people to date that we we're like, no, 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 they just love each other. That's it. <laughs> um, But yeah, what about you? I mean, I think I feel like, similarly I wasn't like really here for like obviously thinking that like One Direction was going to be like my feminist icons you know like or in any way shape or form um but I think it is just like I think like 
doing this as a look back and wondering what it was like to be like to grow up slightly younger as fans of One Direction. Um, I feel like, and not to say obviously that like I I feel like they weren't pushing for those kind of questions. I don't think they were like trying to answer questions about their dating life or about girls, you know, or like. And I do do think that like you saw like a nice little growth between, um, especially someone like Harry Styles who is infamous for like saying an appropriate word on national British TV and then got grounded for it by his mother. Thank you so much, Anne, for saving us all from an awful Harry, like five years of Harry Styles. Um, But like, and I think, I think, I feel like they honestly, they did a decent job at like pushing back at some of that and being like, you know, like, of course what you're saying is true. Like it was always like Western standards of beauty, but like these, like, I want someone who's pretty. I want someone, who, you know, like very basic ways of talking about women. Um, but like, I do think that they do a good job at like pushing back on some of us too about like the objectification of women that like things happened. Um, but like at the same time, I just wonder what it was like to be younger and to like hear them like whenever, but like whenever they asked like celebrity crush or anything, right? They had someone like ready to go. It wasn't like they were like, you know, anti-talking about it. Um, yeah. And I just think it's interesting for as much as they have such a big um, feminist, be- like, you know, female base, um, and for how much they, like, definitely seem to cater and pay attention to that, how much, like, you had these moments, though, where they were, like, not seemingly thinking about that. And it didn't seem like there was a whole lot of thought about the way that, like, um, I don't know. And maybe there shouldn't have been. Maybe I'm saying nothing. But... <laughs> no, and I, But I also think... Um... Like, something I think that was helpful was, like, other than the What Makes You Beautiful video was, I think, also kind of in Gotta Be You. There was, like, a bit bit of it. But they it was their music videos were only them. Like, they sang all these love songs to each other. <laughs> they could have easily, I think, like, I, although I recognize mm-hmm. that boy bands, like, um, uh, a lot of their music videos narrative-wise were just, um, a lot of times it was just, like them, but sometimes they had like a female lead or like the actual love interest present in the song or the music video. But like after Gotta Be You, it was like, uh, uh-uh, this is just a song we're gonna sing to each other. So it was, I think, I don't know, like I think um, uh, uh, maybe it's just like I have a very simplistic view of it, but I, <laughs> I really just think we just got so much after, um, and even like um, during their shows, their first Up All Night tour, I think in the very first, um, the very first few shows, they had like one lucky fan go on stage during that moment to like, like have dinner with them, quote unquote, and have them sing to. And then those fans got such bad backlash that one director was like, "Oh yeah, well, no, never mind. Thank you so much." Um, and I also, I don't know. And I think they also like steered, like, okay, so like you have those moments where they, they talked to. I don't know. It's like it's a really weird thing because I know that like behind the scenes, they were probably very much like young twenty something or like late teenage teenage boys right um but like even if they're talking about like those fans in in sweden who like flashed them like i think like they just how they were like like i think other people would be like i don't know like maybe like far more toxic celebrities would have been like cool but they were like they literally acted like they were eight years old like ew you know um but i think what's most telling was um uh was during the this is us this is us promotion and like they're an interviewer asked them like if you could set your sister, those of them with sisters, like which everyone but 
Niall, if you could set up your sister with any one of the boys of One Direction, and all of them were like, absolutely none of them. Um, what do you think tells us enough about how they see the other treat women? <laughs> Which is not a laughing matter, but still, I, th I thought that was just a really funny answer that hands down all of them were like, absolutely not. But I think where we do see, and I think you pointed out in our outline here, like, where do we, where we do see like the most like toxic masculinity in One Direction is their song lyrics. Yes, yes. I mean, so like, I, I, Little Things, of course, is like, I think the biggest one for me. Um, that just feels like, it just feels like a collection of like in your face, like, here's everything wrong with you. Um, and I want to love you because of everything that's wrong yeah. with you. Um, I just cannot believe that they got away with this as a love song and like this is like still something that like Liam still stays there. You know, like I know. <laughs> um and I and also of course what makes you beautiful. <laughs> like the, the oh, idea that the first songs we ever heard from words we ever heard from One Direction were you're insecure. <laughs> like it's so obnoxiously so stupid. <laughs> but I think I don't know, like if I, I know this is like so going off topic of like problematic Wendy. I think that's what made being a feminist directioner so much fun in like 2012. So I think it was so um, uh, to give like a bigger background. One Direction is something that I use to defend myself from having to talk to people I just didn't like. Um, obviously, like I knew that there were directioners who I could have like super fun conversations with, like like um, but there were just people who are like, oh, I don't want to engage in your conversation. Let me bring up One Direction. And these are the people who would look, hear something as like, what makes you beautiful and be like, aren't you a feminist? It's like, I absolutely am. That song's a bop. <laughs> like, like, if when One Direction goes back on the radio tour, I will only be able to afford um, nosebleed seats and I will be yelling that song, but it's a terrible song. Right, absolutely right. terrible. Also, in Gotta Be You, the mess I made upon your innocence. Like, it's just like, <laughs> like they're just, there's just so many things going going wrong there. I, I mean, and even like Steal My Girl, she belongs yeah, to me. She belongs you know? to me. Um, what else? Obviously Stockholm Syndrome. Um, but like I think their songs were like the point is like their songs were probably where you saw like the most cringiest um sexist things. Wow. Okay. Well, I feel like it was worth mentioning, but there is our um I I feel like yeah, complicated conversation about their, you know, relationship with supporting women. But you know, I think I and I feel also too, it seems like they all came from like I think, I think actually Louis once tweeted a make me a sandwich tweet to Eleanor. But no, yeah, yeah, he tweeted to Eleanor Corn called her shut up and make me a sandwich. Well, go Louis. Oh Louis. Oh, because oh, Louis. Louis was supposed to be making her tea. And then he said, Shut up and make me a sandwich. Which I think in like, a, maybe this is going to be too defensive of Louis, but I feel like in Louis's mind though, that is like him like making a mockery of like, like a sexist fan, you know, like, right. Um, and I think I will say too, like, I feel like they also um, seem to like be like, not to say this makes it a whole thing. And like, maybe I don't want to say this, but I feel like they all seem very respectful of their mothers as mm -hmm. well. Um, which I don't know. It just feels and like. sisters. Um, and their sisters and like the women that are not like not even like romantic relationships but they just seem very like it seems like that was another thing that has been very consistent about all five yeah which i think like is a really beautiful thing. for sure
so I figured I'd move this section into like just race and cultural issues, you know, like generally things that they've done that are either racist, culturally insensitive, um, among other things, you know, like I don't want to make that like a broader category because I think that like, you know, it does it's not just like, you know, it has a lot of implications to a lot of these actions, but like generally just kind of like, you know, racist actions, things they've done. So I um I put together like a few, we together, I guess have like brought up a few moments um, that we can just run down, but also like if you have anything to add, of course, okay, please. Um, so I think, I mean, I think I, I, was, I, I think like most of these feel almost chronologically, um, but I was just things that I thought about were, I feel like Harry Styles has had some have, um, unfortunate photos um, taken among the years. So like he did, have he took he took a photo in a Native American headdress like using it as costume um not in like a culturally sensitive way but using it as a piece of like costumery um and he did he has since deleted that but like obviously not cool thing to be doing um not appropriate and incredibly offensive to be using Native American things as for a costume party or some sort of thing I don't even know what he was trying to do but he posted on his Instagram and then deleted it, I think, because he was told better. Um, but um, also just another thing that I think was, like, I don't know if we brought this up, but, like, I think it's still on his Instagram. He did take these pictures with the NYPD when he was in New York, and he's, like, wearing a police hat, and he's like, huh, ah, funny. And I'm like, okay, white privilege. Thank you so much, Harry. I'm so glad that you have pics with the NYPD. Um, you know, and to his credit, he was protesting police brutality earlier this year. So, you know... Um, we've learned, but just, you know, a couple of really young, early moments of photographic evidence of Harry doing stuff problematic. Any thoughts, Kay? Mm, no, um, but I can, if I may, I can go to the Ghana day. Um, oh, <laughs> so uh, I odd. think in 2013, One Direction was the, uh, got to sing the um, Red Nose Day, um, which is like the UK's official, like one of like the UK's, like everyone gives it to charity, Red Nose Day, which gives to poor people in the UK and the entirety of Africa uh, <laughs> day. Um, and so One Direction sang uh, the lead uh, single for it, which is one way or another, which we will not talk about. Um, and then um, they also village of going to Ghana to visit slums. So they could understand how people are poor. Um, it was really, I just remember Harry Styles tweeting the best day of my life. And I was like, really confused. I was like, oh my God, why? Like, what did you do? Like, like, I didn't know what they were doing in Ghana. I thought they were like doing a show or something. Because um, uh, as you know, Ghana has one of the, like, the largest economies in Africa. It's doing fairly well for itself, but whatever. Um, and so I remember fans, uh, there was a picture that was taken of One Direction talking to fans. And one of, like, I think an American uh, Tumblr person I was following was like, oh, why do they have DSLRs in Canada and Ghana? And I was like, oh God, oh no. And then the next day, uh, I think it was a Red Nose Day where they were able to release the videos of One Direction going to this, um, to the, the slums uh, throughout, I think in Accra. It was just a lot. I think, um, I think I can understand where like their lack of, like a with like lack of formal education, um, <laughs> um, they they weren't able to engage these questions with more critique. Um, I think it was just um, 
uh, I was really put off by Harry Styles' demeanor, clearly, because I'm me, and everything Harry Styles does is something I'm annoyed by. Um, and then, like, the students were used in their one way or another music video. Um, but they were smiling, which was so sweet. Um, it was just weird. It was very, oh, yeah, they went to visit. Harry was crying because they went to go visit a hospital unit where children, like, children were dying of, like, malaria or cholera. And so Harry, you see this picture of Harry Styles like crying next to this mother holding her sick child. And so it was just, it was just not a good look for them. Like, okay, okay. I'm not going to defend any of it, right? Like, obviously disgusting. And like, poverty is not meant for your, like, for your entertainment, for your consumption, like, and for your music video, boys, come on. Um, But like... I feel like he was like sincerely affected and like I feel like Harry cries at everything you know like that's like Harry is like the choir in one direction so of course Harry Styles would have cried there you know what I mean like Harry Styles cried when they told him that they went through on the X Factor like he just cries um so like yeah it wasn't a good look no I feel so like here's, the way he here's how I think he should have cried I think he should have cried outside of the hospital room Oh, completely. Right? You're right. You're so like right. similarly Zane did something really messed up where he had like follow this kid who like um uh is like who who basically like um goes through like rubbish piles to like find like uh pieces of cop like wires so he can sell for cop like copper and like whatever else and so like zane went to visit his like his like his house right and like there's no running water no electricity just like a mat to sleep on with like his like three siblings i think and like zane was like so this is what happened great cool so like zane just like kept an even voice and then like after while he was being interviewed that's when he cried like outside of like the, the person's face yeah, I just was like, Harry, come on now. Let this mom, like, let this mom have her, like, give her a hug. I, I, like, also just want to say to you, I think it was really interesting when I was, like, looking up. I forgot, like, how many people were so upset, not at One Direction using poverty, but, like, I think it was such an interesting conversation coming from Ghana of, like, all these celebrities being, like, you were in five-star hotels. Can you not talk about how our country is really? Um, which is, like, like, you, like, did all these, like, fun things here. You had, like, this great food. You, like, like, why are you only talking about, like, the bad parts of our yeah. country? Um, and I think that was, like, just another thing. But anyway, that was Ghana. That was Ghana. Um, um, do you, so the other, next one I had was, I still cannot believe, I, I completely had forgotten this is in the video until I think you brought it up, Kay. Um, so, Niall, in the Steal My Girl video, which was um, a Danny DeVito I don't know if he actually directed it or if he was just like fake directing it in their video. And like, it is a utterly ridiculous video of like all of them are doing like really weird things. Um, but for some reason, Niall Horan is, is yeah. Do you want to take <laughs> um, I'm trying to look up who uh, video director. I, ben, oh no, it was Ben and Gabe, Gabe Turner, who I think worked yeah. very closely with, um, uh, ben Winston. Um, I think they uh, they've collaborated with him. I think they also like own that production studio. Um, so no, <laughs> it's just like such a ridiculous video. But I, I was I think I just remember being like Niall is dancing with Masai Mara. <laughs> so like in his black skinny jeans, but he has like the Masai um, the Masai Shuka on, and like I think as a Kenyan, I'm not Masai, but I, as a Kenyan, I was like. <laughs> I think I just laughed so hard because I think um, it's uh, kind of like I think with Ghana, if I can give them credit, it's just like they just uh, honestly don't know any better. And like they just similarly to um, 
when we're talking about like how they deal with like, issues of gender, like they don't mean like they don't mean to be like malicious, right? Like thinking about like Louis Tweet, mm -hmm. like they don't mean to be malicious. They're just like I really do believe that they're really well <laughs> well-meaning people. But I was like, how do they get? How do they keep getting away with this? Like of course they like Niall didn't don blackface or uh, you know or anything and like that, but like like from the jumping to the dancing, just wearing it, I just like this is wild and i don't even know if i was offended i, just, I think i just laughed because i was like they just get away with everything um the next uh foolishness was liam payne defending the duff dynasty family oh, um when i yeah. think one of i don't know one of the members said something homophobic and liam was like well i don't think we should what did liam say something about like liam defended him and I was like, I don't, I don't think he deserves to be canceled. Some, something like that. He just defended him. It was like unnecessary, because what he, that man said was blatantly homo, was blatantly homophobic. And I think Liam, like, not only defended him, but also like, took a picture with him at a concert. Yeah. Yeah. Liam, I think, like, called himself a fan of Duffy. Oh, that's what happened. Thank I, you. I, I think that's, that's what, what happened. happened. Um, and which was just yeah. Weird for a lot of reasons, but you know, like the biggest one I think is because it was in the con like yeah in the context of that, that, yeah after. of that moment yeah after that fiasco, um so that was Liam Payne, which is just like for why, and I just like <laughs> which is I mean as much as One Direction fans want to say that like their management is so controlling because no one has stopped him. I mean, I feel like there's all, a lot of these moments, like you know, like obviously Liam was on his own, so this is yeah, but. It is interesting to me that like he has not seemed to to learn about these moments, and his management doesn't seem to have thought about them as carefully, considering some of the choices he's made in the pre last couple of years. But like, yeah, I have the same question: Why, Liam? Why? Indeed. Um. So the last moment that I had thought about bringing up, um, is the infamous Louis and Zayn smoking video. How um, dare they dance. smoke weed? <laughs> in Peru. And honestly, I will say, the weed smoking is not my issue here. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> it is. It I, mean, I, I mean, I think that, like, I will say that I think it's an interesting conversation of privilege about where they were smoking weed. Um, um, like, you know, I don't I don't know about Peru's laws. I think this video is in Peru. Um, but, like, but I do think, like, it is interesting given, um, and I mean, obviously, weed is not, like, it's a very prevalent thing, but they were traveling a lot of places where, like, that crime can be punishable by death. You know, like, there's, I mean, there, like, are very different attitudes towards that kind of thing and, like, bringing those drugs in. But, like, let's be real, no one would have ever happened to Louis Tomlinson and Zayn Malik because of who they are, where their passports are stamped from, um, even with Zayn having a different level of, you know, like. And I think they were literally having a police escort. Well, they were. Um, they talk about it. That was part of that video. Is they like talk about having like they're like, oh, there are police, and like Louis's like, yeah, you can probably see it, you know, like whatever. Um, and then the worst part of this too is this is um, Louis does drop an N word, um, and they also, which is uh, we talked about this, like you brought it up um, during our ranking of wokeness. Um, and also they make they're making fun of their own merchandise and they call it gay and using gay as a slur. Yikes. Um go ahead. Indeed. And I think it also just speaks to 
the various gang sides One Direction just part loved using in all of their pictures with fans. It's like, eh, it's just not cute. Also, in what world? Calm down. Um, so I think it's, um, and I think it's like, uh, this is also just like an aspect of like, um, like whiteness, white culture that I'm just like, why do y'all want this life so bad? It's not fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, that was, that was really weird. Um, and it was, yeah, it was the death, like I did not a desperation, but like just to be cool. Ugh. Um, so that, but that was really strange. I think that was a time when I just like deeply didn't like Louis Thompson anyway. And I was like, I told you he was trash. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So I, do we have any other moments that we want to bring up? Um, I think if I may, um, and Zane, if he ever listens, um, would, when he listens manifestation, just kidding. I think for me, when it comes to like problematic things of Zane, it's like, I don't know what he and Perry were right. Publicly, we're supposed to understand them as being in a relationship from 2012. That is what we, that's what we knew. Right. And that's what Zane had said. Mm -hmm. That's what they had like, um, said in the newspapers. That's what the picture said. Why is it then that there were so many instances of Zayn Malik's infidelity coming to light? It bothered me to no end. And I was like, Zayn, literally either figure out how to be more freaking discreet or just break up with Perry. Like, why do you keep insulting this woman and embarrassing her? Oh, that was the one thing with Zayn. I was like, even like when he, I remember like I was, before he left, I was so furious with him for that, like the debacle, like holding hands of that woman. I was like, we know it's you. You know you're in public. Why are you doing this? Right. Why? Like, it's just so insulting. And I think how he, even how he like speaks about like his ex-girlfriends, like, um, like he dated a few girls from like the X Factor before Perry. And like, I don't know if it's just him being defensive or being like, um, or being like sensitive about the situation, but like the way he just like, kind of just like um, brushed them off, like they didn't matter, right? Was just so like weird and awful. And I was like, um, and I guess this is like where we're like with Zane, these are my, how ex my expectations are like, are like, like I never plan on dating Zane because I'm not blonde or skinny. But right. I think how he like goes about relationships with women and how he talks about them is like so <laughs> despicable. Yeah, um, that's my thing. That's my big, my biggest issue with Zane. Yeah, I'll second that. That's mine too. And like obviously, that's also being on a song with Chris Brown. <sighs> um, Louis, any like? I mean, I guess Louis. But that's that's a big one right like what we've already talked about but there are any other moments you want to bring about louis all i can think about is like the there's a video of them in japan when like they're playing with and like even the stories that liam has of like uh when they're in like this hotel in like japan doing like their promo and like they just take all these like they play this game with like mugs and cups and like real like ceramic things and they just like drop them and like break them like it doesn't matter i think those are just things that like louis i was like why the carelessness for nothing but he was just doing it to like have fun, but still it was like, you're too old. Right, right. I mean, even I think like thinking about like what you brought up earlier, um, I know that like, it's, I'm sure it's all of them. I don't want to blame Louis for this, but we all know who the instigator is in this band. Yeah. Um, and that Louis like 
it could be a little bit more mature about like respecting other people and like still having fun you know yeah for sure um, which is nowhere near as big as like you know the racial slurs and like I also like I mean we talked about his like push for I don't know the current push for gender like the like yeah for yeah you know um but that's, a boy that's it's, he can't eat the fact that Louis Thompson cannot eat avocado toast because he's a boy <laughs> I'll speak more further on this in in the Larry episode about how I understand Louis Thompson's gender performance um but I think it is utterly ridiculous and just strange and like honestly i feel like at times leans towards toxic masculinity too oh, for you know? sure and it's just a like a it's like the posturing of posturing right i feel like harry tries so hard to not be problematic yeah i mean you can see that he puts an i think with harry you can see that he puts an effort and like most of the things he I have a problem with him is that everything he does is really is, I genuinely have a good intention, and I and I and I have to give him props for that I think he does really try so hard and like there's unless you like live like you live certain things every day how do you how can you even tell that they're that they're going to be problematic so I will give Harry Styles props of like I think being the most intentional about not being problematic, and I feel like he I feel like we've seen him throughout the time like I feel like Harry has learned to like when he gets told he's like oh yeah okay you know like thank you for telling me now I'm going to correct this behavior you know for true for um, true so you know what good for you Harry yeah. um wow what a what a move from like worst of one direction wokeness to you know potentially at least problematic right now in one direction I know <laughs> we're growing um, um Niall I, I, you know, I think now just is a mediocre white man. He is. That's, that's it. it. <laughs> there are expectations sure. we should have of mediocre white men. <laughs> well, we should have of Niall. Right. I mean, like he's just a yeah, mediocre white man. You're right. Yeah, that's the best way to describe it. I think the most problematic thing I can think about Niall is that you know those people who you went to like college with who played guitar and you were you rolled your eyes whenever they arrived around you with a guitar because you knew that they would only talk about the guitar and play the guitar. That is Niall. Is that my point? Yeah. Literally not, and it like, drives me, it's like not problematic, it just drives me crazy. Like in the Zach Sang interview, he just talked about all his songs and he should believe his art is really important, but I was like, Niall, not while you're here right now. Like no one, like no one's coming to you as if like you've reinvented music, like calm down, relax. But that's the only thing. It's not problematic. He's just a mediocre white man. I don't expect anything of him. I feel like he, um, I feel like he also doesn't want you to know anything about him, you know? So, At all. So like, what, I'm sure that he's got, he's, he's a mediocre white man. I'm sure he has some, like, really, I think, I think about, like, I'm thinking, too, of, like, the ways that, like, young Harry Styles, like, when they were in interviews and, like, Niall would say something about, like, and, and, um, he, and Harry was, like, he objectifies women, Niall, you know? And, like, yeah. Like, but like, I don't, I wasn't even mad at Niall. I was like, Harry, you know, like, whatever. Um, Niall's just being mediocre as usual. And like, I'm not, I'm not even that upset about it, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, mediocre. Listen, two women of color who've been, can, who've grown around mediocre white men. We're not being apologetic. We're just so tired. <laughs>
there's if I if I were to come to Niall Horan and like point out like probably really deeply investigate it, I think I I would upset most of the white men in my life. You yeah, know? Like, for sure. But there's yeah, it's called it management. Um, um Liam Payne. Oh, oh no, marrying a child. <laughs> Just kidding. Sorry. Oh my God. No, alleged. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, this is explaining myself. So I don't get sued. Um, as a twenty-seven-year-old. Literally, I graduated the moment I graduated college at 22. I was like, no, 21. I was like, no, no, no. Freshmen are off limits. At 21, freshmen are off limits. And so, as I've grown older, I still do not understand. Um, and I think, like, I, maybe for you too, M. It's like I still am really confused by this obsession with eight, like this obsession the world has with 18 year olds and legality. I'm like, they're still, they're still. I don't know what other word to use, like, but they're still children. Um, it's just that really, it's really icky. Is, is it 16 in the UK asking for a friend named Harry Styles? Oh my God. Like yes, perhaps. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's just, but it's still, I think it's just problematic. And like, um, you know, as people who may or may not have degrees in, um, that have that required us to understand like power dynamics in, in intimate relationships. It's just, uh, I personally just find it uh, very scary. And I just um, really do, um, I think one of my soft spots is like young women being put in like very um, vulnerable positions um, for whatever reason. And like misunderstanding like intimacy for and love for just, um, you know, for things that just aren't it. So it's just weird. I'm, I'm sure like Liam, Liam just really, he seems like a very, very sweet guy who, um really just cares for people I mean if Liam care I mean that's the thing too like how do we know like all I understand is like Liam Payne comes for, like shows up for his fans and I I would hope that he does 10 times that for like the people he's relationships with but I just no I mean experience life first yeah and I mean I think I like I have a lot I feel very similarly. I think in my life, like, you know, I graduated, I did, um, I was older than you when you graduated college. Like, as, as going into my senior year, I was like, no, you know, like, like, as, as like a, I remember, like, hey, yeah, like, I was kind of dating a guy who, like, um, who, like, his ex before me was a freshman. I remember, like, being so weirded out by that. Like, it was like, but, like, the more I learned about him, obviously nothing worked out, but I was like, ew, like, Ew, why did I would have never even like knowing that you were like a 22 year old man who like went after an 18 year old girl that grosses me out it's you know? it's like, just it's so weird and I'll like we'll continue on this like I, I'm currently a graduate student right and like I mean I had to take this class with like undergrads and I was like I mean I was like I can understand that like being around like young people like they're being around attractive people you're around attractive people of course but I was like and it but I very much told myself and it stops here they are very cute and it stops here. Will I sometimes just talk to my friends about like how cute they are? Sure, but it stops here. There is no like, like it's just like, do you not know that the, whatever, this is me projecting um, from all the experiences that we like, like that we witness with like graduate students and like the power dynamics there. But like, besides the point, Liam Payne. I also just like, I think there's something too about it that bothers me. And again, I don't know much about the situation. I'm reading so much in the situation. I know she has a job and a career. But also just like the fact that like you are, I think very, I feel like I was just very dependent even at that age. I mean, and like, 
as someone who like yes. as, as someone who came up as some like in a really advanced Liam growing up in a very like advanced maturity environment I have to imagine like why is that thought not coming into his head a little bit too about like where she is in life and the fact that like even if she isn't financially dependent on him like that is a whole lot of level of power dynamic not even just age gap but like life status money status and like how that's being played out because of their age gap I don't know I just think it's something people should think about and maybe I hope the two of them are thinking about and I'm also not even I don't even know if I'm even that like upset with him I think I'm just like the whole situation just upsets me because I'm also like where are her parents you know like parents would never never let me do that you know I don't know it just um yeah I mean so I like worked with 18 year olds you know and I'm like oh my gosh like what like child you know like, like, even the 21 year olds I'm like oh okay um you know like and of course they're like autonomous adults who can make their own decisions of course but i'm like their sense of humor every it's just all like they're still they're still like yeah like they haven't like whatever that's besides what that's the problem i don't don't think like i'm not i'm not coming i'm not coming for age gap relationships um you know what i mean like i like i I think like there are ways (laughs) okay but like 40 and like you know like 57 and 40 you know like whatever like when you get like up into like your adult ages, you know, I think it like looks a little different. That's all I'm saying is I think that like that might be a thing ever. I just think it's also partially weird that you meet someone at a meet and greet when you're 15 and then you're getting engaged to them, you know, like that's also weird. All that's weird. Um, and not to mention just like ugh, everything else Liam's done, you know? Um, and I think anyway, that just looks so, we'll talk about it in like whatever Liam episode we talk about. It's just, I think that's what's weird about Liam is like, he just seems like such a genuinely good guy, but he just makes these choices. And I'm like, why? Why? Like, I think there's something like probably, I'm sure he had a beautiful proposal. I'm sure he like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like we've not heard, Liam has had multiple girlfriends in One Direction and correct me if I'm wrong, but we've never heard of him cheating on them. You know what I mean? Like, no, not at all. Um, He seems to be like a genuinely, you know, good guy. Probably, you know, like probably is very caring of her, you know, but like, also, why are you making these choices? Yep. Why? Indeed. Anyway, that's Liam. All right. Any last thoughts on One Direction and all the problematic aspects of One Direction? No, but to our listeners, in terms of self-care, do not expect much of people who hold power in this world. You will only hurt yourself. Instead, believe that they are capable of the bare minimum. <laughs> so your heart is broken less. This is terrible advice, but it's how I've gotten by. <laughs> True. Do not expect. Um, but demand yeah. it. But demand them to treat you better. Fair. Expect, but do not demand. And also in your personal relationships, don't settle for that. Don't do it. You're worthy of better. So good. Okay. Um, I also just, like I said, I wanted to note that there are obviously some like big issues, like you know, a deeper dive into Liam and um, Zane living for five years with, um, you know, intense whiteness happening all over. Um, but for now, just brought, wanted to bring up some more, um, more, some more little things, I guess, that add up to some big problematic moments. Speaking of little things, let's talk about it. Written by Ed Sheeran and Fiona Bevan and gifted to One Direction for their 2012 Take Me Home album. Little Things is a beautiful song with some deeply problematic lyrics. 
I like the part where Zane sing, where Niall sings a solo and everyone screams in his concert. <laughs> you know what? Like we said, mediocre white man, happy for him. <laughs> Absolutely. Join us next week for Midnight Memories. Where we will be discussing One Direction's third album, Midnight Memories. A massive thank you for listening. All the love. <laughs>